Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Vanessa Cornell is the founder of Nushu. Nushu is a wellness collective and global community committed to fostering true connection, personal growth, and empowerment. Through Nushu, Vanessa curates potent thought leadership, offers community programming, and has trained dozens of facilitators to hold powerful space for others through Nushu Group a radically different modality where you can show up exactly who you are, where you will be welcomed and accepted, where no one will try to fix you and where you can feel safe to share and fully be seen in your truth. This is going to be a exciting, a deep and thought provoking conversation. Hello, hello, Super Expanders. Welcome back. I am sitting here so excited because I have someone very, very special to share with you. She is just truly a breath of fresh air. I feel like every time I'm in a in, in her presence, I feel super grounded and super connected. So buckle up. You're, you're in for a treat here. I'd love to introduce you to Vanessa Cornell. Thank you, Corrine. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, it's such a treat. Love to see you. Um, we got to see each other in person, which was a great, great treat. Um, but then I'm so happy we can connect again. Oh my goodness. It is such a treat, right? I feel like I pre-COVID, I don't think I had the full sense and appreciation for in-person connections. I think that I was walking around feeling drained and there were a lot of times like, oh, just another thing to do. And then after having that long break of time where we were all just craving connection, my appreciation is completely deepened. And I really like have a whole new understanding of, of why we were felt so deprived too, because I don't think I don't, I don't think I really had thought so much about how we as human beings truly are meant to be in, in community and how important it is for our souls, for our mental health, for all the things. I'm really excited because I know that's a big piece of the, the ethos that you bring, that you bring forward. I, I always like to tell the, the community exactly how it came to be that we are, we're sitting right here. So I'll give a little bit of context. I had the very, very good fortune to lead a breathwork session at your urban retreat back in, was it December? Gosh, I don't even remember. My my sense of time is completely, completely thrown off here. But before that, I actually had had an opportunity to guide you through, through a breathwork session. So it's been this really, really nice journey to meet you in person, to guide you through a breathwork session. And then here we are now. And I have to tell you, so many wonderful things have happened since 
since the, the urban retreat. We'll have to chat all about that later, but that's the context. That's how we ended up here. So let's just dive straight on in because I know everyone's sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for the question that I always ask, which is who is Vanessa deep down on a soul level? Yeah. I mean, I would say if I had to sum it up in one word, I guess it's two words. I'm really a truth seeker. And that word truth has become kind of my guiding principle. Uh, when people talk about God, the universe, nature, whatever you use to kind of define the divine, the thing that's beyond, the thing that's beyond our understanding, but we know exists and that we want to be in relation with, the word that always comes to me is truth. And I'll tell a little story about when I was a little girl. Um, I sort of was raised Christian-ish, right? Like my parents kind of went to church, but it never made any sense to me. I didn't really get it. And I was confirmed, but you know, in this confirmation um, course, there was one thing that made sense to me, one single thing. And it was the definition of faith. It was this idea that there's something that you know so deep inside of you that it can't be questioned and it doesn't need to be proven. And to me, the one thing that I knew beyond anything was that people were good and that we were love at the core. And so this idea of love and faith and divinity to me comes together in this idea of truth, where when we take off all of the layers of conditioning, of patterns, of all the things that we've learned over the course of our life to keep ourselves safe, when we start to shed all of those layers in favor of what's true at our core, what we discover is the love and the connection to everything. And people call it, you know, the divine inside. People call it the divine truth or love at the core or interconnectedness. Um, but to me, truth has always been that guide. And on every level, both a very grounded level of like being in this earth and making my decisions in life based on like what feels true to me in terms of the trajectory of my business, go right, go left, which one feels most true to me in relation with other people. That person might be saying something, but what's really true under the core of what they're saying is it true what they're saying, or is it true that they're scared and worried and therefore are lashing out? So this idea of truth kind of guiding everything I do and that of myself as being a truth seeker in terms of kind of cosmic truth, divine truth, truth in every interaction, truth within myself, who am I really at my core, kind of that inward spiral. That is, that is what I would say is my kind of guiding principle in my life and in my work. I'm like, keep talking. I like this. This is like a, a whole, I like the language that you're, you're using around it. Cause I feel like when we start talking about spirituality and there's so many different ways that we can, we can talk about it, but I feel like there's such a deep resonance in the way that you're, you're speaking about it, that just really, really lands. And I know that it's got to be landing for everyone listening, because when we start thinking about this divine peace and it just being as pure as truth. It's really, I feel like I can get on board with that. And a lot of people, when you start thinking about these other complexities that we kind of throw into it, it's, I think there's ends up putting these like roadblocks in the way for people to, I don't know, to connect to that. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's extremely human. You know, it's extremely human and it allows for us to cut through some of that noise sometimes that we associate with spirituality, right? Like, does it feel true to me? Does it feel like truth that someone who is promoting spirituality is being rude to the taxi driver, right? Like that doesn't feel true to me. That doesn't feel like it resonates with me. And so it's just a really powerful tool to cut through a lot of kind of noise. That's just one example. Um, I, I don't know if that's what you're referring to, that there's a lot of kind of um, other stuff that things get dressed up in. And it's like when we take off the language and we take off the costumes and we take off the ritual, not that I don't love that stuff, right? Like I love all that ritual and I love that, but it's like, does this really feel true to me? Does this really feel like genuine and true at its core without all the things on the outside? And that's a really, like for me, been really powerful to be able to sort of say, if I stay true to my path, I can find clarity through what's inevitably a very confusing, difficult world because spirituality by its nature is in the mystery. There is no sort of right answer, really, you know, capital R, right answer. Um, you have to accept that you are in the mystery, but within the mystery, can you find your grounding by the simple question of, is, does this feel true to me? Is this true for me? Um, and accepting the fact that your truth and someone else's truth, what's true for them, what they need can be totally different and not being focused on what other people are doing, just really sort of coming back to your center. Ah, oh, so good. I'm, I'm loving this so much because I have to, I have to tell you that, um, so my, we know we pick our words or our, for, for the year and mine is pure intention. So this feels just in such a deep alignment, this conversation and kind of when, what I was talking about before was, I feel like when, especially when we're looking around on social media and just, I guess they, the, the, the world in that kind of context, we, there's this whole sort of, I don't know, arena of spirituality that I think is masked in a lot of that, those pieces of ritual where people get attracted to that, but then that piece of embodiment underneath of it is really, really missing, missing. And so talking about the, that connection and based on, on truth, just like allows all of that to fall away and really puts everyone in the same category. Like it's, there's just no separation. Yeah, and I think that that's really key, particularly for people who are on this path of being helpers or guides or teachers, um, that there's that component of if you're going to do that in the world and you really want to make a positive difference in the world, part of your work has to be being really, really honest with yourself and really, really honest with other people about your humanity. So a lot of people sometimes when they take on this role of teacher and guide think, and this is not malicious, right? Think that in order for me to be in a position to be able to guide other people, for me to have the legitimacy, for me to feel like I deserve to be in this position of guiding people, I have to set myself apart in some way. I have to be more evolved or I have to um, lead a life that's, that's an example, right? So it's not, it's not so much in a malicious way, like, let me put myself on a pedestal. It actually often comes from a place of deep sort of desire to feel deserving of being in that place. 
And so people feel like they need to be more polished. They need to be more with it. They need to have it together in order to be deserving of being in this place of being a guide. And what I believe is it's exactly the opposite. It's that you need to be your full range of human, which means working hard, trying to, you know, show up for your people, be prepared, honor their time that they're giving you. But at the same time, recognizing that you're a human who has fears, who has worries, who is messy, who sometimes can show up like really prepared and sometimes feels like, oh, I'm not quite prepared. And that part of your responsibility is to show that part of yourself to show that you are a human like everyone you're guiding and that the fact that you're guiding them has nothing to do with any sort of difference from them, but actually from a place of, I am like you. I am just like you trying to find my way because that creates an empowerment for the people that you guide because otherwise it's like, well, well, maybe someday if I work really hard and do all of these things, I'll be like her. And that is not empowering to somebody, right? It's like, that is not what you're trying to give people is the sense of, I'm not quite enough right now. I'm not quite enough because I can't quite measure up. But if I do all the things, eventually I'll get to where I need to be. I'll be more like her. And what is actually true, right? What is actually true is the image of her that you're trying to be like is a lie. Because there is no one like her who is polished and put together and not messy and not human and doesn't have fears. It doesn't exist. And so this sort of perpetuation of a lie doesn't serve the leader or the guide or the teacher, and it doesn't serve the student. Um, and so for me, the responsibility is on the guide or the teacher to say, I am going to be fully human in this role and show you that we are not different and that I still have something to give, that I still can express my gifts, that I still can acknowledge that I have talents and gifts and things to share, and that what I give is very valuable, but from a place of real humanness. I'm not valuable because I'm different from you. I'm valuable because I have my unique gifts, and so do you, and so do you, and so do you, and so do you. And I am expressing those gifts in the world unapologetically. And that that is enough. I don't have to be um, I don't have to be special. And at the same time, I am special because of who I am. Oh, that it's so good. So as I'm sitting here listening to you talk about this, um, so I know that you you have you have a a, a, tr a training, a certification. I'm, I don't know exactly how you categorize the new shoe of facilitator training, like whether it's a certification or just an experience of the language around it. But I feel like this has to be like a huge piece of what you bring into that, because as I'm listening to you talk about this, it feels so liberating to, as, as a guide, as a leader, as someone who like takes people through an experience. But I also am thinking that there's got to be a, a, a fear of the people who want to step into that role or in that role of being taken down off of that, that pedestal that oftentimes are, we're either put on or we put ourselves on. Um, so multifaceted question one is what was the, I guess, the tipping point that brought you to like the 
the deep understanding of that and then how to bring that forward and share it with others in a way that then they're able to create that ripple effect out in the world as well. Yeah. So, you know, my, the beginning of my journey started kind of late in life. I, um, you know, I'm a mother of five and I had those five kids in six years and it was like eight years of being pregnant, breastfeeding or both, which was insane. Um, and at the end of that, I kind of broke, I exploded. Um, and in that breaking open, I started to really explore these ideas of understanding my inner landscape. I had done none of that until then zero. I was kind of, I would say asleep characterize myself as a little bit of sleep to my inner world. Um, and through that process, I brought, I started where I was. I live in New York. I started to bring speakers in and teachers in and bring them into the space because I was interested and I wanted to share it with people. And I had all of this creative energy as a result. Um, and what I was observing in this space was that um, the teachers and the speakers were coming in, but something was happening in that space, which was that people felt safe to be themselves and share of themselves. And there, that was something a little different. And even the speakers who came to me said like, wow, this is an interesting group. They're really open. They're really open. And I'm, you know, I'm on the Upper East Side of New York. It's not typically known as like a very open community of women. And they're like, what did you do? And I was like, I'm not sure. Let me think about that. And so um, I took my, you know, very kind of analytical, I was at Goldman Sachs, I was in finance, I went to Harvard, I was like a, a very like math centered analytical brain. And I was like, let me apply this to the whole self help, you know, personal growth world. Uh, and what I kind of realized was that there was a lot of, you know, top down teaching. There was a lot of sort of, you know, guru top down teaching, what there wasn't is was a space for people to just be heard without the teacher. And so that's where Nushu Group was formed. I said, let me just experiment with this idea of how did I create a safe environment for people to feel safe to be themselves and share with the teacher there? And let me take the teacher out of the mix and just create that space. So I started experimenting it with it. And what I realized was creating that space created tremendous opportunity for people to sort of hear their inner wisdom for the things they kind of had already known inside to bubble up into their consciousness. And what happened in the dynamic was, it's essentially a women's circle, right? Is that there was no teacher, there was no student, but people were learning so much. So it was a place where you were both the teacher and the student at the same time. And the facilitator's role was to keep the space safe, keep it structured, guide guide it so that it didn't get wobbly and so it's not it, there's real skill involved but it wasn't a teaching role um, and so that's what I teach in my Nushu group facilitator training and so much of what we go through because you know we're human beings and we want to feel um, deserving and we want to feel like we're in the role we should be in and there's a lot of imposter syndrome you know throughout you know, I mean, there's a lot of imposter syndrome all around, including in myself, uh, because it's scary to put yourself out there in that way, right? It's scary to say, like, I think I have something to offer. And am I right? <laughs> am I right? Do I have something to offer? But in the training, what we do a lot of is sort of say, like, sink into you have something to offer, but it doesn't have to be affirmed by setting yourself apart. And allow the magic of the group to happen. Um, and so it's really condensed. There's a lot of ideas that I 
you know, just shared that I bring forth in that training about like, what does it mean to be a guide, a teacher that truly empowers other people? I, I think of guides and teachers as mirrors and doors. You can put a mirror up to somebody and you can open a door, but only that person can look and see and only that person can walk through. And so this format creates a structure where it's almost impossible to sort of not be in that role um, because of the way it's laid out. Um, but I, I've just been fascinated by these ideas of um, sort of inner wisdom and accessing that, um, retaining your power, feeling empowered rather than outsourcing or giving your power to someone else. Um, and I see, unfortunately, in the wellness, self-help, personal growth world, a tremendous amount of outsourcing of power. Tremendous. Like, if you do what I say, this will happen. I promise. And people are like, awesome. That's what I want. And by the way, I see your Instagram feed. I see you have it. So let me just follow what you say, and then I'll have that. But that is a tremendous outsourcing of power, because what if you don't even want that? What if that's not even your path? Um, that needs to be reflected back to the person. Um, and so there's there's a lot of that dynamic. And I understand why, because it's both empowering and terrifying to know that the answer is only inside you. It's so much easier when you're feeling afraid and vulnerable to say, oh, I'll just do the 10 things you tell me to do and I'll be okay. Um, I wish that were true because that would be easier and that would feel safe. Like somebody can hold you and kind of do it for you or tell you your path, um, but it's not true. And so um, I, think it's, I think it's a scary leap to sort of say at the end of the day, I'm the one who has to look in the mirror. At the end of the day, I have to decide which door I walk through. I think there's a role, obviously I think there's a role for guides and teachers, but I think in order to do that responsibly, it's really important for the guides and teachers to remind people all the time, the power rests in you. It's You're the only one who can walk this path and you're the only one who can know what's true for you. I can know what's true for me and I can share my wisdom and my insight and different frameworks to help you discover what's true for you. But ultimately I cannot know for you. It's only for you to know. That's like the most liberating and an empowering thing for someone who's facilitating or leading something. I feel like what a game changer there's. And I think imposter syndrome inside of that kind of starts to, to fall away. I have some, some thoughts and theories on imposter syndrome, because I feel like when, when we experience it, it's actually the proof that you do have something to offer because you, if you're questioning, it means you have a breath of, a, of awareness, which means that you would never show up and not try and strive to do your best when we have that level of kind of like, oh, I, am I good enough? Or is this okay? Is, that kind of thing. I feel like that's that's sort of the first sign that you're on the right path. I, I think that's right. And I, you know, I've said to my mentor often, you know, I'm so nervous about this new thing that I'm doing and I'm so scared. And I think I've gone to over preparing, you know, because I just honor these people and I'm so nervous and um, why am I so scared to do this new thing? And she says, it's because you care. 
it's because of how much you care. It's because you do honor the fact that people are giving you their time, sometimes their money to, to sort of listen to and, and be with your teachings. And um, if you were kind of like, yeah, I got it. I got it. Although I, I hope to get that way in certain things at some point, because it's much less exhausting. But yeah, it's because you really care. And that question, is it good enough? Is it good enough? Can be part and parcel of how much you how much you care and how how important it is to you. I agree. Yes. Well, and I think the piece of the ability to come back to your truth, that's the piece that sets you free from that initial Ner- like that nervousness that is, is this okay? Is this, am I on the right track? Am I, do I have enough to, to show up and do this thing? I feel like that's kind of the piece that pushes you over, right? So you set, you, you have the awareness, you have the feeling, okay, I care. Oh, that's right. I just have to come back to my truth. That's, that's, that's the path. Yeah. Recent, recently I did um, last year, a mastermind retreat. And the idea behind this was that I've always been really, um, interested in people doing this work and really curious about what people have to teach. And so over time, I've really developed a group of um, teachers, healers, guides, therapists, who I think are in deep, deep, deep integrity. And I love introducing people to other people. You experience that at the urban retreat, right? It's like my love language. I'm like, all the people I know and love should all know each other and know and love each other. That's like, you know, that's just my happy place. And so I did this mastermind retreat with some of the people you met uh, at Urban Retreat. And um, arguably, these people are way, way, way ahead and beyond me in terms of their work, how long they've been in this work and, you know, what they know and what they have to teach me. Tremendous things to teach me. Um, And yet I was offering them something. Right? I was offering them an opportunity to be together in community and to hold space for them to not be the leaders to not be the guides in that moment, to feel like here you get to be a full human being with all, like, I don't care how successful you are, how many followers you have on Instagram, how much people think you're at the top of your game, because these people are here. You get to be the scared little girl who's like, I'm doing this thing and I know I'm doing well, but like part of me is afraid people aren't going to like it. Or I can't figure out how to expand my business and everybody assumes I should know how because I've been so successful. So created this opportunity for people to come with their worries and fears and their full humanity in a group of their peers. Um, And it was really, really, really magical. But the reason I tell the story is because at the end of it, I got probably the most, the best compliment I've ever gotten um, from a friend. And she said, an attendee and a friend. And she said, Vanessa, it's very clear to me, this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. That was like, I mean, I tell you, I didn't sleep for five days on this retreat because I was so in over-preparation. I was so in, um, are these people sure they didn't make a mistake in coming? You know, flying all the way to Spain, spending an entire week, spending a lot of money to be in this place, taking time out of their businesses to be like, I was like, are they sure? Did they change their mind? Are they going to change their mind? Are they going to come out of this and be like, this wasn't really worth it? You know, all of those things that you think of when you really, really care. Um, So I was like, you know, and it was the first time I'd done it and I poured my soul into it, but I was nervous. And then she said, it's so clear. This is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And I thought that is maybe the best compliment I've ever received. Oh, I can feel that. I got chills when, when you said that. That's like, it truly is, right? It's like, oh, it's just like a coming home. And for someone else to see that and reflect it back to you is just what a gift. I have a question for you. 
Have you joined the Super Expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. Okay. So I feel like I could just sit here and talk to you for hours upon hours about all of this stuff. And I know that I can't because you're, you're a busy woman, but I have to ask along the way, there had to have been someone on this journey that really sparked this. I mean, there's so much, we have, you have so much wisdom and so much to share. So what was like, what was that moment? Who, who was it? What, what, tell me a super expander story. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have two. It's kind of difficult to choose. I'm going to do one quickly and then expand a little bit on another. So I've had a number of people, a number of mentors along the way who just believed in me and almost believed in me in a way where I was like, I'm confused. Why are you paying so much attention to me? Like, why are you helping me? Why do you want something in exchange? Why are you being so generous? Um, The first one of these is Bob Roth who's the CEO of the David Lynch Foundation that spreads TM. He became a friend and he would call me every month and say, what are you up to? What are you doing? How can I help you? What are you thinking through? Um, And I realized over time that there was no agenda. He just believed in me. He saw something. And why that was so expansive for me was because I was so much in this place of, I don't really know what I'm doing and who I am, but I know something is coming out of me. And to have someone sort of say, I believe in you, allowed me to kind of borrow his belief in me until I had it in myself. Uh, And that was incredibly, incredibly important and formative for me. And so I've now sort of really understood that it's now my job to when I see something in someone, make sure that they know that I believe in them, even, and especially when they're in this place where they kind of have some fire inside, but they don't yet have the confidence or exactly the framework for what that is. And so it was really a, 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 a place of learning where I realized, wow, that was an incredibly, incredibly impactful thing for me, for somebody to just believe in me and to invest in me without expectation of return. Um, the second one is kind of it's kind of similar. Uh, my friend and mentor, Ali Bogard, who's now just one of my deepest, closest friends, um, kind of did the same from the beginning. I kind of thought like, why is she being so generous? Why is she, you know, every time I asked her to do something, she would say yes, even though she had lots of opportunities and tremendous experience. And um, so she kind of, also believed in me, pushed me um, very cleverly, you know, oh, Vanessa, when are you going to decide that not only should you interview people for podcasts, but you should be interviewed? She just let that sit. Oh, Vanessa, when are you going to decide that you're not just going to hold space, but you're going to teach people how to hold space? Oh, Vanessa, when are you going to decide that 
you have more to teach even than to just teach people to hold space. So she's kind of pushed me along the way and I appreciate her so much for it. But the other thing that she said to me, um, which was very, very impactful was, you know, I was really on this search, right? I was going to all the healers. I was seeing all the people and I was like, and this person said this, and this person said that, and this person said this, and I'm getting all this information about myself from other people. And she was like, stop, just stop, just stop. Like, why do you think they have anything for you? And so I think that there is um, obviously a place for healers and guides, but it was this reflection of like, there is a season for everything. There's a season for working with people to um, get their insights, to see their mirrors and their doors. And then there's a season for just going inside and sort of trying to see the truth for yourself. And I go through those seasons differently. You know, sometimes I'm like, I don't need to see anybody about anything. And then sometimes I say, no, I, I think I need some, some wisdom, some insight, some framework that's going to, that's going to shake things up and help me see things more clearly. But it was that moment of um, no stop. You've got everything you need inside. And it's not to say you won't ever go back out. And, and I'm constantly learning, reading books and podcasts. It wasn't really, um, that there's nothing, you're like, you know, everything, there's nothing for you to learn. It's not that at all. I've got, I mean, everything to learn, tremendous amounts to learn. There's so many people who are wise that I can learn from, but this moment of like, we don't always need to look outside. We don't always need to rely on more information and more wisdom and other people's things. Like sometimes it's time to just say like, I think actually, I know, I think I actually kind of know. Um, and that's enough in this moment. Mm, so good. Yeah. Goodness. So she was planting seeds. I love that. That's, I feel like that's the strongest, most powerful way almost to, to coach and guide any person is to just leave these questions and then just kind of walk away. And they're like, Whoa, what's, what, is, what is that supposed to mean? Well, hold on. Now my wheels are, are Do you turning. Know that movie, uh, Inception. Yes. It's kind of Inception, right? Mm -hmm. And then they come back and they come to you. This has happened to me all the time. They come to you and they're like, I have this amazing idea. And I'm like, that is an amazing idea. And I'm not, I'm not saying it was, it was my idea. I'm just saying that like, my role is not to give them the idea. My role is to create the permission for them to see the idea that they already had and affirm that thing that they already had that like, maybe I see like a little spark of from the outside, because sometimes it's easier to see it from the outside than the inside. Um, and I'm like, well, what about, what about this? What about, what about here? Um, and then they kind of like direct their attention to it, work it, and then fully own it. And that is a beautiful moment when that happens. So fun. And you just get up, you have, you have a little like warm little fuzzy going on on the inside and maybe even like a little bit of a, a smirk coming up and not, not, not a, uh, I told you so, or like I did this kind of smirk just to like, well, isn't this just a fun little thing I'm getting to see unfold right here in front of me, that little, that little nudge I, I saw in you really was right. There's this like a, affirming kind of thing that what you saw got to blossom right in front of you. How cool. I love that. The other thing that I was hearing as you were describing that was um, the idea of, you know, I like, I, I've been to many, many healers too. And it, we love as, as human beings, we love to actually know 
what other people see in us. Like that's a, a thing we always want to know is like, how do you see me? How do you perceive me? Which I think is that piece. It's like, we all love to do quizzes, right? We, it's like the, the popular thing. Like in the, remember like in the magazines, when we were like teenagers, you're flipping through like, oh, what, what kind of personality am I? I got to do this quiz. And, but the thing is, is I think when we start doing that, it can become somewhat addictive to start seeking outward. And then there's this just massive confusion. You feel more confused than when you started because you start taking on all of these pieces and perceptions from other people. And it almost, I think, sometimes starts to dampen that inner voice, that inner truth that we need to connect to because it's harder to hear it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I see this a lot where people are going to psychics, psychics or astrologers or mediums a lot to sort of, you know, because they really want the answers and they're like, somebody else is going to be able to see the answers inside me. Um, and I think there are psychics, mediums, astrologers who do this really responsibly, but it's a very tricky, it's a very tricky line. There are plenty who do not. Um, and, and what the dynamic that I see there is people want to know like what to do or want to know what's true. And what I see in the responsible ones is that there is a little bit of like, if you, when people are like, oh my gosh, this person was amazing. They knew all this stuff about me, right? So what that dynamic is, that person can see what I already know. So when something like that happens and I'm with a psychic and they know things about me, I'm like, yeah, but I already know that about myself, right? Like I already, I already knew that. But what happens is people get permission to know on a conscious level what they already kind of know deep inside, right? They get permission through somebody else reflecting it back that that thing that they knew inside that they think might be true is actually true. And so it can be empowering to somebody because they're like, you know, if you recognize something, you already knew it. If you're like, oh, that makes sense to me on some level, you already knew that your inner knowing is recognizing something that is external. And then it's kind of promoting it to your conscious mind saying, yeah, that's true. I am destined to, I don't know, be a healer or write a book or, you know, like, oh yeah, I kind of already knew that deep inside. And that's why I was like, oh, oh, that makes sense to me. And then it kind of gets promoted to, yeah, I'm really affirming with my conscious mind that that's true. And so I think that that can be empowering, um, but it, it involves that sort of inner knowing being activated. And when the inner knowing is being bypassed, that's when it's not, that's when it's not. I will also say that you can develop a practice of supporting your inner knowing and promoting it to the level of the conscious mind without the psychic, without the astrologer, right? And so really the, the practice of Nushu group is kind of designed for that. Let's ask really good questions that you can kind of reflect on and access your inner knowing, your inner wisdom. Um, in the context of life and the real world. And so I kind of prefer that practice 
of cultivating that relationship between my intuition, but between my inner knowing, and then saying like, how does that come out in the world and my choices and what I do in my relationships? That's that through line of truth, right? Like how does my deep inner truth, who I am at my core, what I believe at my core, translate into what I do in the world and how I walk through the world. And so to me, that's more interesting and empowering than asking somebody else to do it for you. Now, that's not to say that it can't be helpful, right? It's sometimes really, really helpful when something isn't accessible or you can't quite figure it out to have somebody help you. But I just find it important to recognize that the practice of doing that is available to you without somebody else. Ah, so good. So I know after listening to that, everyone is wondering, it's it's kind of twofold. For the person that is like, oh, I'm feeling called to be a facilitator. Let's talk about that. And for the person that's like, I just want to be in the room with a powerful facilitator, facilitator such as that. So let's talk about that because I feel like there's there's some things we need to share so that people can get into your world in this in this capacity. Thank you for the generous question. Yeah, so the so the vehicle through which I do all of this is called Nushu. It's N-U-S-H-U. Uh, the website is the place to see all of the things that we offer. Uh, I, I offer a course called How to Hold Space, which is kind of the prequel, I guess, the prologue to Nushu Group Facilitator Training, which is a pretty intense, in-depth training. Um, but How to Hold Space is really about how to create that space for truth to come through. Um, for yourself and your loved ones. Um, We do, you know, retreats. um, And so the website is a great place to see what all of our offerings are. And then um, I try to do a lot of free events. I do a hold the healers group. um, That's really a space for people who identify as healers, which to me, is everyone from, you know, a therapist to a mom to, you know, somebody who's, who's, kind of more socially aware at work than other people, (laughs) emotionally aware, right? Like we're all healers in our own way, but really a space for people to uh, be able to just come as they are and not have to be in that role because it's it's lonely and it's challenging. And for, for the people who hold a lot for other people, they need a place also to be held. Uh, so the website has all of those things. And then Instagram is where I share a lot of my thoughts and ideas. It's just at Vanessa Cornell. And then Nushu has an Instagram too, at Nushu. Um, and that Instagram account is really just, I don't know, some, I, I kind of say it's like a word vomit. It's like whatever I think of in the morning. Um, I sometimes record videos, but that's kind of my vehicle of truth telling also where I show up as I am. I don't edit, I don't curate. Um, and it's kind of my it's almost my practice, you know, made manifest. It's my practice of truth take telling made manifest, whatever comes into my head. I just kind of put it out there. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. So many ways for people to get to know and experience all the things. So I will make sure that all of that, of course, is in the show notes. So it's really easy for everyone to find your website, find out about Nushu group, the retreats, all the things, and then find you on, on Instagram. And you guys make sure you say hello, follow her, let her know that you, you found her here on the super expander podcast. Maybe even tell her what your favorite part was. That would be really, really amazing. Cause it's so nice to, to hear the things that resonate and land. 
I'd love for you, if you have just one more juicy nugget of wisdom, there's been so many, so, but let's, let's just, let's try to, to encapsulate it, either summarize it or even maybe share one more. Oh gosh, we're all trying so hard, right? We're all working so hard. Um, and I would say just like work softer, you know, part of what I love about the framework I've created is it allows us to be really, really human. Um, but sometimes these people, these people, I'm one of these people, right? These people who are trying so hard to learn and grow and be of service, like we do not give ourselves a break. We forget to turn the compassion we have for other people on ourselves. And we forget that we get to be just as scared and messy and tired and exhausted and depleted uh, as everyone else. And so that's my message. It's like, be gentle, be gentle, be gentle. Hmm. I needed, I needed that reminder always. <laughs> Me too. Most of my reminders are basically for myself. <laughs> Same. We teach what we need to learn, right? It's I've, always, I'm saying that I'm like, whatever it is that I'm teaching you guys know it's because I'm coming. I like really feel like I need to embody it on the next level. So it's actually, there's a smidge of selfishness going, going on here. Always, it is always. so funny because we, we do, we, we always are giving out this great, you know, prompts and questions and thought provoking things to those in our, in our world yet. We're not always, you know, doing them for ourselves in the compassionate constraint, not walking the walk, but like, you know what I mean? I was at a dinner the other day and it was great. Someone, someone had a great line. She was like, please take my advice. I'm not using it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was genius. I love that. (laughs) So good. Oh my goodness. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your light, your time, all of it. Gosh, so grateful for you. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. It was really fun to be with you. Ah, So fun. We will catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media. 